We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is May 9th, it's 2019, and we have 10 baseball games today, 5 on the early slate, 5 on what we'll call the main slate, the main slate for Fantasy Draft, our sponsor, is only 4 games, they're starting it on that 7, I think it's 7.35 or 7.45, whatever time the Cardinals game starts, I think 7.45 locks, so... If you if you um if we're not off to a good start in that Seattle Yankees game, you can always go load up on fantasy draft and try to make up for the rest of your night. But if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, this podcast is presented by fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Grinders links. That way you get access to any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. Plus, you'll get three months of Rotor Grinders premium for fantasy draft. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. I am joined by my good buddy Will, Chief Justice 06. Used to talking to you on Mondays. Um, you filling in? I appreciate you pinch hitting here. Um, how are you doing, my friend? Do, do, doing a lot better today. Uh, lights are on. Internet's working. Uh, what a time to be alive. Uh, I don't wish power outages on anyone. It's, it's got awful, especially when you have little kids. And uh, but but nevertheless, man, it's good. Uh, I know this is a baseball pod, but uh, you know I've, I've been running pretty well in NBA showdowns probably for the past week or two or three. Uh, and I finally just had to break down and start playing them almost every night. It was just, I was costing myself money by not playing. So we'll see how tonight ends up. Still a lot of time left, but uh, hopefully it'll be another good night. So, but definitely ready to break this pod down, man. Glad to just hop in some more MLB and get rolling. Yeah, it's funny. We were talking before, and they had that cross-sport survivor thing, and like I crushed soccer today. All things <laughs> like, um, it's been a good week, man. Today's baseball slate, Wednesday, Wednesday's baseball slate was really good, and that's like I- I'm running like four or five good slates in a row here for baseball. I want to keep it rolling here. Um, I talked about the Twins yesterday as my my stack to score six or more runs. I loaded up on those guys, and uh, just keeps paying off, man. I just when you're feeling it, you're feeling it. So let's keep it rolling here. We'll start with the five-game early slate. We start with Chicago White Sox, Cleveland Indians, eight and a half total. 
Manny Benuelos against Carlos Carrasco. Um, Carrasco a minus two twenty favorite. Benuelos decent in his first couple starts, will, um, and then ran into the Boston Red Sox and did not pitch well. Gave up ten hits, nine earned runs, three home runs. Um, you know he went from facing Kansas City and Baltimore to facing Boston. Goes into Cleveland now. Um, you know Cleveland has struggled with left-handed pitching this season. But I think we are, we're starting to – we saw, like, what a really decent team or even a good team, if you're a Red Sox fan like me, can do to this guy. Um, what are we doing with Ben Wellos? Yeah, it's going to be a full fade. Uh, I, I can't play him on the slate. Um, I, I just I just don't think there's a need to. There's plenty. I mean, first of all, he's 8,100. Like, just, just – that, that's the end of the line right there. No way I'd play him at 8,100. Uh I mean, just too many other guys down here that I put. I'd rather play Derek Holland and Coors than to play Manny Benuelos at 8,100. So uh, it's just going to be a fade. I am not going to say I'm going to fade him. And the reason that I'm saying that is we have a little bit of weather concern in the Detroit game with wind blowing out at Wrigley and we have possible snow in Coors. And I don't know if I necessarily want to pitch Coors pitchers anyway. I'm not ruling him out by pure slate. Um, he might be one of the only guys that's like serviceable here. Like, with that being said, Carlos Carrasco on the other side of this game, he is going to garner massive, massive, massive ownership here. In cash games, I'm perfectly fine playing Carrasco here. I think that's the right move. In tournaments, Will, like, you could play any offense on this slate that you want. If you don't have Carrasco, you're gaining leverage because he's going to be so popular with the wind blowing out in Wrigley and possible snow in, in, in course. Yeah, man. And, and listen, the thing about Carrasco this year that I've been been trying to attack is he's really been – so, I mean, recently the hard contact's kind of back down. But earlier in the year, man, it was up. The fly ball rate is up, and a lot of things are still up. The only thing that's down right now is the hard contact. Um, I I think on 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 this slate, if things break the wrong way, hands down, he's the best pitcher talent wise. This would be a day for sure. If I ran three Carrasco teams, I run two White Sox teams. Like I'd have to, I'd have to hedge Carrasco because he's still. I mean, he can still get hit here. I mean, and everybody's getting hit this year, um, but but I, I would for sure. I mean, I love Carrasco, but but I hedge today for sure, like guarantee. Yeah, I don't know how I necessarily feel about it. Um, I respect the fact that like he's the best pitcher on this slate. Uh, in, in cash again, in cash games, I'm playing Carrasco. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I want to. I just want to keep making that clear. Like, but in tournaments, like. I I've, typically this season on these early slates, I've only played one team, and that's probably how I'll approach this slate as well. Is I only play one team, and if I'm playing him in cash, and I say I only play one team, I always put my cash lineup in tournaments. So like if you see a Carrasco team of mine, it's probably my cash lineup. I think my my tournament team here will single entries and stuff like that. I might actually fade um, Carrasco because I know I'm going to play him in cash. And I know he's going to be popular in cash, but if he gets hit, I'm fine in cash because he's going to be so popular. But if he gets hit, like I'm gaining such an edge on the field. And the problem with it, the flip side of it is, where do you go? Um, you know that that's 
that's also like the biggest concern here is where do you go? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think we're going to talk about you Darvish in a few minutes. And even with the wind blowing out, like we're going to have to have the real conversation of, can we play Darvish today? Um, all right, let's talk bats here. White Sox bats. Uh, what's standing out to you? Is it just like a stack leverage spot? Um, not, nothing really standing out to me as far as one-offs go. Yeah, I mean, like I said, stack leverage. That's pretty much it. You know, if Carrasco gets, if Carrasco happens to get lit up on this slate, which I, I, I do lean more that he won't. Okay, let me just make that clear as well. I, I do lean more that he won't. But it's just, I, I, if he gets lit up, I think he's going to be in the form of a stack. I don't think he'll. I'm, I don't think this is a day where he's going to give up. You know, two solo shots and get through. I think he kind of get beat up a little bit. So. Um, it, I I would just kind of stack them, and b- because no no one's really standing out, maybe outside of like Yonder Alonso, um, he would maybe be the one off play. But other than that, I I just kind of stack them. Take your best guys, take guys that you know can sit it out of the park, like Moncada, like Abreu, uh, Alonso, um, and, and kind of go from there. Zero, absolutely zero discount for facing Carrasco here as far as the White Sox bats go. They are very expensive, um, which makes them even better as a leverage tournament spot because if you're not playing Carrasco and you're stacking the White Sox, you're going to have money at pitching because of that. that's just how the slate sets up. So, um, again, we, uh, we both think Carrasco is the best play on the slate. Um and think he's going to be fine here, but it's just more of if you're going to play the White Sox, stack them up. Um, Cleveland bats will. I, I want the power righties, um, and unfortunately, there's just not a lot of them. You know, Lindor hits the ball well from the right side. He's off to a slow start this season, but he hits the ball well from the right side. Ramirez used to hit the ball well in general. He's just he's really slow start as well. Carlos Santana, probably my favorite play here. Um, Benuelos, one thing that we've kind of noticed about him, he's given up a ton of hard contact. And just when we look at overall on the Indian side of things, you know, average exit velocity stands out to me for Lindor and Santana. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those are your guys. Um, I, I'd be willing to play Jose Ramirez. Um, had a had a nice little game today. Got a chance to get some Ward and Gatorade sprayed on him at the end with the little walk-off. So, uh, I'd be willing to play him. Hopefully, he's he's starting to come back around. But I mean, you're right. They don't, they don't have you know the same power up and down this lineup like they used to. You know, lo- losing guys like E5 and uh, Brantley who hit two bombs today. Just I, I think it really puts a damper on this lineup. So uh, I, I do still like them though. I like Lindor. I like Ramirez Santana. Uh, I'd be willing to play Roberto Perez on this slate. Obviously, I know you like to uh, punt catcher anyway. He's 3,100. Uh, I for sure be willing to plug him in. Yeah, especially in these early games, like day games after night games. Um, we're definitely going to get some value at catcher. And yes, I do. I love punting catcher. It's my thing. <laughs> it works out all the time. Like, I have no issues. I, like, there's very rare that you'll see, like, me – not punt and catcher in ca- cash games. Um, yeah. Cause I just, I, I would rather 
punt catcher, get the extra eight to twelve hundred dollars and play a better pitcher or play a couple extra bats. Like that's just how I am and that's how I approach cash games. Angels, that's how I approach everything for baseball. Angels in Detroit. Um, no line on this game, a little bit of weather concerns here. Uh, no line because it just came out a little while ago who was actually going to start. They're going to use the opener for the Angels. It's going to be um, Luke Bard, and then um, Felix Pena is going to come in. And then on the other side, the Detroit side, they called up um, Ryan Carpenter, and he's going to get the start. We saw him a little bit last year. Yeah. Um, let's start with Pena here. We know Pena is really good against righties, um, and I say really good. He is very respectable against righties. Where he struggles is lefty bats. He struggles – Striking them out, he struggles with the hard hits, uh, big time struggles, and he's just—he's a massive, massive sinker guy. Um, do you have any interest here in Pena? Uh, if the weather's okay, I think on two pitcher sites, I definitely think I'll have some interest. Uh, on a one pitcher site like FanDuel, uh, he's for sure going to be a pass. But but two pitcher sites, man, I, I definitely think he—he's—he's he's going to be a good SP two. Especially if you're playing Carrasco, um, I, I think he's going to be in play for sure. Um, Ryan Carpenter on the other side, you know, he we we saw him for five starts last season, um, four point eight six uh, xFIP, only a fourteen percent K rate, four forty four forty four woba, two ninety seven ISO to righties, three eighty three, two ninety two ISO to lefties. No strikeout pitch, a lot of hard contact. We look at his AAA stats this season. He started six games for the Angels in AAA this season. He's a 5.49 xFIP um, in those in those uh, six starts, and obviously that stands out to me. His strikeout rate's been a little bit better in AAA than it had been last season in, in the bigs, uh, but his swinging strike rate still under 10%. Strikeout rate still under 20% in the in the minors this season, and he's a big time fly ball guy. So. I'm going to pass on Carpenter. I love lefties against the, the, the Angels. I played Matt Boyd on Wednesday. I just I can't bring myself. I'd much rather play Pena than I would play Carpenter in this game. Yeah, I've actually got some interest in the Angels on this slate. Like, I haven't played the Angels a lot. I don't think they're an outstanding team. But, uh, you know, I, I think this is another day if the weather's okay. Like, I, I think you fire these guys up. Uh, especially on FanDuel where everybody's still cheap. Like, uh, you know, it, this isn't cheap for Mike Trout, but, I mean, he's 4700 Like, I mean, I think I can get behind that a little bit, um, especially in, in this spot. Uh, we'll probably get, you know, uh, uh, what's his face? Fletcher leading off again, I would assume. Uh, he's been hitting pretty well. Zach Cozart at the bottom for a nice little wraparound if he plays. Um, I mean, this team is just pretty cheap overall. Albert Pujols, 2,900. Luke Roy, 28. Uh, I just think you'll get some value here in a spot where they should be able to attack a very beatable pitcher. Um, so this this is this team this is a team I've got circled for the early for sure. Yeah, Fletcher's starting to definitely warm up. Um, as much as I made fun of him earlier this season, he's interesting. I wish he was a little cheaper. He's 4,200. Um, but I like the fact that we can play him in the outfield now because third base is loaded today. Um, we really haven't talked about a lot of third basemen. We talked about Jose Ramirez, but like third base is loaded today. And, um, you know, we got Bryant, we got Arenado against the lefty and cores. Like third base is pretty loaded. Um, Detroit side of things, anything really standing out to you here for the Tigers? 
I mean, not exactly. Like, Nico Goodrum is a guy that, for some reason, I just kind of went off from time to time. I think he could be in play, um, but but outside of that, I don't really see much. Um, a lot of these guys are striking out pretty at a pretty high clip. Well, the whole team is striking out at a pretty high clip against right-handed pitching right now, and uh, you know. So, but but I think Nico would be a guy I'd maybe look at as a one-off. Yeah, the biggest concern that I have with the Tigers today is their their like stats against sinkers. A uh, lot of ground balls, not a lot of strikeouts, which is fine. A uh, lot of ground balls. So when I'm looking at potentially stacking the Tigers here, I'm worried about those high ground ball rates um, against a ground ball pitcher. You know, they would need Babbitt to be on their side to yeah. get get doubles, RBIs, and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, a lot, a lot of gap hitting. <laughs> yeah, you can see a lot of double plays too, and that that's always the worst thing to um, to for your stacks. Um, the only guy you know, you mentioned Nico Goodrum. The other guy that like stands out to me, I know he's having a really slow start to the season, and I know third base is loaded today. Maybe this is more of a fantasy draft play, but I like Candelario. Yeah. Um, he's super cheap, and he's one of the guys that can get the ball up in the air. He has that launch angle that you know kind of swings up. That's why he strikes out so much. So, um, Marlins and Cubs, no total, but it's going to be a big one. Um, Trevor Richards, you Darvish, we got winds blowing out ten plus miles an hour straight to center field. And if you've ever played a Wrigley game, you know the winds definitely make a difference. Um, be really interesting to see what Kevin Ross Weather Edge tool says for this one. I'll be checking that out for sure. Uh, if you have premium, I would highly recommend checking that out today on today's slate. Um, starting with Richards, uh, I know we got wind blowing out. We don't have a ton of options today, even though like his, his swinging strike rate is really high this season and his K rate is very respectable, kind of neutralizes with a team that doesn't strike out that much. Um, I, I can't play Trevor Richards today as much as like, He's been really interesting for tournaments this year just because of his, you know, K upside. Yeah, man. I mean, no way I would play Richards in this. If, if the wind is blowing out the way we think, um, I just I just won't play him. Um, and, and, look, he could go out and throw a gem. Fine. Tip my cap. But no, no way I play him in a, in a Wrigley win game. No way. Um, Darvish on the other side of this game, he has just been – he's been so – I don't even I don't have the right words because I don't know how to pinpoint how Darvish has pitched this year. You know, right when we start to think like maybe he's looking good, he struggles. I know he ran into a Cardinals team that was, you know, pretty hot. Will when we look at the Marlins, when there's wind in Wrigley, you want to get the ball up in the air. They don't have a ton of guys that hit the ball up in the air. They hit the ball on the ground. They don't have a ton of power. When we're looking at the slate as a whole, like if you're not playing Carrasco, I feel like you're playing Darvish. Yeah, th this is very true, man. And, man, despite all of the numbers, I just feel like if if the wind is really bad, I think I'm going to play some Marlins. Because, and this is just a tournament play, we know that if the wind is really bad, the ownership is going to be very one-sided in this game. It's going to be on the Cubs. And I don't think anybody's going to be rushing to play the Marlins 
outside of, you know, maybe a game stack or something like that. But I still don't think the Marlins would get traction. And, listen, that's my only reason for playing them. This team's bad. Uh, they're, they're not good. They, they got a couple of high strikeout guys. But if the wind is blowing out, I've just learned that both teams have an equal opportunity, and I will be seizing that opportunity even with the lowly Marlins. I hear you. Um, hear you, hear you, hear you. Um, my issue, like, with the Marlins here is just, like, it's so Ooh. hard to play them. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. I know. Listen, and it's awful. Uh, um, I'm wearing a shirt right now that says scared money doesn't make money, but you don't yeah. make money by playing stupid plays, too. It's just, it's just, it's tough. Like, I feel like Granderson is the guy you play, and I feel like he's going to be the most popular. So, like, I have issues with that. Like, Neil Walker, you know who I like here? You know who I probably my favorite play from the Marlins? Uh, is? Alfaro. Alfaro. Um, <laughs> 3,200. But look, that's three Marlins right there. Listen, that's three Marlins that you can play Granderson, Neil Walker, and Alfaro. Seriously, th those are probably the three likely candidates to hit a home run today. No, not the like they'll have some random home run somewhere throughout the lineup. Like, oh yeah, what's that other kid? That young kid, not Reynolds. God, what's his name? Um, you know Bertie, who I'm talking about, Birdie, Birdie, John nah, Birdie. No, he came in and played a little. I can't remember. I, I anyway. Uh, listen, man, they have they have Garrett Cooper, but he's hurt. No, Anderson. Is it, yeah, oh, no, Brian yeah. Anderson. I know. Yeah, his, his numbers. I mean, his numbers don't look good right now, but he's got a little pop as well. Uh, the Marlins are so cheap. I'm. I'm just saying, like, if the wind's blowing out, I'm guaranteed to ha sprinkle in some Marlins. Just no way I fade them. No yeah, way. You gotta kind of look at them in cash games too, depending on where these people are batting. Like Anderson's twenty nine hundred if he's batting second with the wind blowing out in Wrigley. So, yeah. Um, Cubs stack them up. They're going to be pretty popular here, especially if we have issues with the Coors game. Um, Cubs, you know, they're in a great spot here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, all the Cubs will probably be in play on this slate. Because, I mean, you got to think, you know, with uh, with Richards pitching, I think Zobris got the day off. So you got to think Zobris will be back in the lineup. Uh, they'll probably move Hayward back to around that six, seven, eight spot. Zobris, Zobris is hurt. He, he oh, or not, he's, hurt. he's not hurt. No, um, it was personal, wasn't it? Personal, yeah, he's out. Uh, you know. Yeah. Mm. Well, either way, these guys, these guys will be in there. Um, <sighs> I wish we had um, uh, Hap. I wish Hap was back in our lives, but he's down there playing. You know, Wait, you know I, who you got, right? You know who they called up. Um, twenty nine hundred Addison Russell. Yeah, yeah, he played tonight. Didn't didn't hit as well. Got booed a little bit uh, first at bat. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think he'll hit fine. Um, th th this whole lineup will be in play. Boti, Baez, Rizzo, uh, up and down. Th this whole lineup will be in play. I think if you want to stack this team because of the the weather, if if the wind's blowing out then you may not be able to play Carrasco. That, that's the one thing I will say. Yeah, just kind of looking at the value so far, like it's very doable to play Darvish and Carrasco. But um, all right, core yeah, game. Yeah, let's play the Marlins. 
I mean, Brian and all these other guys, like 5,500. Baez is 54. Hayward's 45. They're expensive. So, sorry. Hey, Corey Seager did something finally. I was like wondering why my money went up, and that's why. Um, took him long enough. Um, all right. So, Will, I'm going to, I'm going to really quick, I was pulling up to see. Because the Rockies are playing the Giants here. Okay, so it's not a doubleheader. It's Holland against Freeland is what I have here on on DraftKings, and I have it on the MLB app. So yeah. I'm going to roll with here. Holland, Freeland. First pitch in this game is supposed to be 32 degrees with light snow. Um, obviously, we're just going to have to kind of be patient with this one. We're not playing the pitchers in this game. We're not playing Holland. We're not playing Freeland. Let's just get that out of the way really fast here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I said I would play Holland early, I was referring to Banuelos' price, meaning I would not play him at 8,100. I would play Holland before I would play him. So did want to clear that up just in case, you know, anybody said, well, Chief said he would play Holland. That was being, you know, not facetious. Why? But. I wonder why they're starting Freeland instead of John Gray. Gray yeah, was supposed know. to pitch on Wednesday. So I wonder why they're going to start Freeland. That, that's going to give Gray like a bunch of days off. But who um, knows? Anyway, who knows? Yeah, I'm just kind of I was just kind of reading to see if um, July 15th is when they're going to do a doubleheader. So it is only one game. So um, yeah, we'll have to see how this one plays out. Obviously, Kevin Roth's going to be busy in the morning slate uh, with a couple weather games. But if this game plays, the Giant side of things. Kevin Pilar, um, Williamson, Posey, Longoria, Tyler Austin. Those would be the guys that I'd be looking at if it's Freeland pitching. Mac Williamson being one of my favorite plays if this game plays. I will say, Will, it's still going to be super, super cold. Like, it's going to make a factor. Like, I feel like it's going to kind of neutralize the ballpark a little bit. Um, it's not going to be your typical Coors game. And Mac Williamson got a ma- – I didn't realize his price. He went from 3400 the other day to 4300 Like, wow. Oh, yeah. Listen, no no, no rest for the weary. These guys get priced up in Coors with the quickness. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. Oh, yeah, I'm totally fading the Giants here in terms Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm probably fading both sides of this game. Uh, this weather, man, I mean, I've played in cold weather before. And uh, it is not good. Your hands are cold. I mean, I'm sure they'll have hand warmers and and, and gloves. Like, they'll have things to, to try to help them. They'll probably have one, you know, under armor and, and all that stuff to try to keep them warm. The bottom line is they're going to be out there in 32-degree weather with snow. Uh, just forget it. Uh, no, no way I'm playing any bats from this game, um, which means I probably should be playing pitchers, but – I, we'll, we'll see, man. I, I may play some. I, I may. I may think about it, depending on how I need to approach it. Because I don't. I don't think it's going to be high score, not with this weather. Yeah, as far as the Rockies go, it's Trevor's story. It's Nolan Arenado. I don't care what the weather is. They're facing a really bad lefty in Derek Holland. Um, <laughs> it could be snowing, and they would still hit a home run, even with the snow falling on their faces against Derek Holland. So um, I have zero interest. Awesome. Yeah, that would be it'd be really hard to see the ball, but um, Darren Derek Holland would make it happen. That's for sure. So, 
All right, last game on the slate. We got Cincy at Oakland. Nine total. Tanner Rorick against Chris Bassett. Bassett, 155 favorite. Um, any interest here in Tanner Rourke? No, um, I, I don't think I need to play Rourke. Um, I think I can get away with the things that I want to do on this slate today without playing him. Although, I will say this. If it gets down to the end, I'm trying to make things work, and it seems to just not be coming together, I think I would consider Roark, and really I'd be hoping that he could get me 15 points. Uh, that, that would be what I'd be looking for uh, out of him on a slate like this one. I'd much rather play Chris Bassett, though. Yeah, Bassett, I feel like, is going to be your SP2 today. Yeah. Um, you know, depending on, like, how your roster construction goes. You know, like I said, you can make an argument for Felix Pena at 7,300. And Bassett's one of the reasons that I don't love Benuelos today. Um, 8,800. Gets a Cincinnati team on the road. Um, struggled in his last start against Pittsburgh. Kind of remembered that he was Chris Bassett and not Cy Young. But um, <laughs> crack myself up <laughs> um, but still, Woba numbers are really good. The, you know the ISO, the isolated power. You know all this stuff is really good for Bassett, and he's facing a Cincinnati team that like he should be able to go out and have a, a quality start. I don't know if he goes out and dominates them. I don't think he goes out and you know doesn't give up any runs here. Um, I, I see him giving up like two or three runs here, but very serviceable on a slate where we don't have a ton of pitching. Yeah, man, I, I'm with you. Um, I, I, I like Bassett today. I, I think today is a day that you can definitely go ahead and plug him in. Um, I mean, I feel like I feel like he's got 25-point upside in this spot. And, and for that reason, I think I'd play him. Um, you know, and if he's rolling, uh, and by rolling, I mean, if he hasn't given up any runs through five, and he's got, you know, five or six Ks, maybe a walk, maybe two hits or something like that, and he's sitting around, you know, 60, 70 pitches, uh, I think he could really, really do some damage here. So he, he's a guy I really like today. He's uh, been pretty good. I know he didn't have the best start the last game. That's to be expected. Uh, like you said, you know, he remembered exactly who he was and, and came back down to earth. And I'm glad because his price uh, should also come back down to earth. Uh, even though on FanDuel, he's still fairly expensive. Like, I was pretty shocked that he was still – uh, 9,500. He's still 9,500, but uh, on DK's 88, I, I'd be willing to play that on this slate for sure. Um, bats in this game, anything standing out to you here for the Reds? Not really. Um, I mean, you got Winker. He, he, Winker and Dietrich just they look like the plays, you know, just at first glance, everything looks good. You know, pretty low K rates, fly ball rates. Well, well Winker's fly ball rates in there, but Dietrich's fly ball rate is there. Uh, you look at what Bass is throwing. Bass is throwing sinkers. Uh, Winker hits sinkers really well. So does Dietrich. So those would kind of be the two bats that, that I feel like could kind of get a hold of them. And my boy Dietrich, man, he's just been hitting a home run every at bat now. Uh, the, he was so hot, they had to take him out of the lineup to cool him off. So um, I'm – I, I think Waker and Dietrich would be two guys I'd look at. Well, they got him back in there, and he pinch hit for Farmer um, before we got on the podcast. So he was he, he, and they, right back when they got they got a chance to get him in the game. They got him in the game, but um, <laughs> well, they didn't start him, you know. Well, yeah, they were facing yeah. the lefty, Brett Anderson. Like, Man, that's who why cares? They, the guy's yeah, hot. I, you got to play him right now. 
Listen, you know how I feel about it. Um, Senzel's <laughs> been a guy that's been hot too, but like oh, this is a spot that like, I don't know if they'll sit him because he's been just hitting the ball every day, but th this is an excellent spot to give him a day off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But if they don't, he's 3,900. Um, I have interest. Um, Oakland against Rorick. Um, my favorite play from Oakland is probably Matt Olson. Um, you know, back and you know, he's that, that lefty bat that we like in that lineup that, you know, he's back. And if Profar hits second, I don't mind the value for him. Um, I still oh, yeah. side with like Addison Russell at 2,900, but Profar is interesting at 34 as a pivot. Um, it's kind of where I'm looking at for Oakland. And, you know, you can always play the big bats, Chapman and Chris Davis. Man, Chris Davis is 4K and Derek Dietrich is 4K. Uh, on, on DK – I think I think Chris Davis is the ultimate one-off, ultimate one-off play. On FanDuel, he's thirty-eight hundred. I think Chris Davis is the ultimate one-off play. The guy's got double dong potential against anybody. Uh, I, I think he's my one-off play of the day. You know, if I'm playing the early slate, I, I think you get massive exposure to Chris Davis, even against um, uh, Tanner Roark here. I, I I think he could have a good day. Can I throw caution in the wind? Absolutely. I really think this hip injury is a thing. He hasn't had a home run in his last 10 games. Um, they had to bring in Morales. To, you know, like yeah. they DH Chris Davis on Wednesday and they brought in Morales. Like, I would be shocked if he plays, for, first of all. And I'm super concerned. Like, when you have a hip, and I know it's only a bruise, but like you're turning your hips to get through the zone faster. And, you know, that's, that's where a lot of the power comes from. So, that's my caution to the wind. If he's in the lineup, uh, obviously at 4K, Chris Davis is a guy that can hit two home runs on any slate. But that's the only caution that I got, Will, um, as far as Davis. I, I just I, I think this hip bruise is like a thing. And like I know he's missed a few days. Now he got pinch hit for. I don't even think he'll be in the lineup for what it's worth. But just, yeah. hey, that's why that's why that's why we got two guys on this thing. Like I, you, you know. Um, I got nothing else on this early slate. I think we summed it up pretty well. Um, I don't know if I'll play cash on this slate. Uh, let me be uh, just looking at it. I think I'll play like one tournament team. I don't like this slate. I don't think there's a lot to I, – I think if course plays, I like this slate more because I'll gain leverage by not playing course. Um, but I don't love this one. I like the late night – I like the late slate. Um, it's an interesting one. We start with Seattle at New York. Mike Leak, Jay Happ, nine total. Happ a one night, one seventy-seven favorite, and um, I have zero interest in Mike Leak. As do I. Zero. That's where, that's where we'll start. Zero interest in Mike Leak. <laughs> Low strikeout guy in Yankee Stadium. Um, oh boy. We'll um, we'll talk about the bats here in a second. Um, Jay Happ on the other side of this game. Facing a tougher Seattle team, do we have any interest here in Hap? No way, Jose. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, we have some decent arms on the slate. Like that, like there's two really good pitchers. Um, like the the late games, like the four the four pitchers in the in the two late games are are really all really solid. So, um, I don't have to play like a. I don't have to play like a iffy hap here, and he's more of a favorite in this game because the bats, <laughs> the bats, the bats, the bats. Um, I just got an alert on my phone um, that Kevin Durant left the game with yeah. a. That's oh yeah. man, yeah, he left the game. 
Um, good thing I don't live in Vegas because he's not coming back. Yeah, I would t- right, right. Um, something strain, right? Calf. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not looking at my phone right now. You know, I got a sweat going. So Do you I'm have staying. Durant. No, listen. Don't. I'm staying focused. Just know I got. Sweat. All right, all right. I was just curious <laughs> if you had Durant or not. That's all. I, I had some Durant sprinkled in there, but I, yeah, all right. I mean. Um, Seattle bats against Hap. Oh, yeah, I know. I was just gonna say, I know you're like the the trends guy, and the trends are telling us like Jay Hap has been really, really bad against righties this season, and all these righties have had a lot of power against lefties this season. If we're looking at trends. Yeah, I mean, you, you already know how I feel about J.A. Happ, man. Uh, 40% fly, fly ball rate, 47% hard hit rate. Uh, you know, the, the average exit velocity here the past couple starts has been about 92 miles an hour. And, and listen to this, he's got a dip in velocity, Stevie, recently the past couple starts at 2.3 miles per hour. I'm not saying something is massively wrong, but what I am saying is I think this is another Seattle smash spot. I'm looking at the K rates. They look awful for the season. I don't care. Hanniger 240, ISO Beckham 267, Encarnacion 250, Domingo Santana 321, and even Jay Bruce on the season right now at 375 ISO. Listen, these guys are striking out big time, but once again, I don't care. I will be firing these guys up. Don't forget about Ryan Healy, too. Yeah. Um, oh, very yeah. good against lefties. The only concern that I have here, and I like Seattle, too. Uh, I'm right there with you. They're they're one of my favorite stacks on this late slate. The only issue that I have is the Yankees' bullpen. Um, I hate stacking against oh, the Yankees God. because if it's a close game, like the bullpen's really good. And if we're projecting the Yankees to score runs, which I think they're my top offense on this slate – like, um, I'm, I'm super concerned about this game staying close, and then that's the downside. You need you need Seattle to get to Hap to get your upside from these bats um, because the Yankees are going to score runs against Mike Leake. Let's just be realistic for a second. Like, obviously, it's baseball and nothing's guaranteed, but, you know, Luke Voigt, Gary Sanchez, uh, some of these guys, I think Clint Frazier um, back, right? Yeah, I think he's going to play today, uh, for sure. So, uh, I'm, yeah, this lineup, as, as as interesting enough as they still don't have hardly – they still don't have all their starters, they're getting a little bit more healthy day by day. When they get Judge back and they get Giancarlo back and they get um, uh, Didi back, I mean, this is going to be a, a, a nasty lineup, to say the least. I mean, they'll have guys that – pretty much every position up and down. I mean, even right now, Brett Gardner is projected to bat seventh today. Uh, that tells you how strong this lineup is. Yeah, I like the Yankees stack. Like I said, I think they're my favorite stack on the slate. Um, they're going to be pretty popular, but it, it's a stack that I'm going to load up on. Um, all these guys, you know, Frazier, Voigt, Sanchez, my favorites. And as much as I like the punt catcher, like you can make a strong argument for paying up for Gary Sanchez today uh, because the pitchers are all, almost all of them are in the nine K range. So yeah. I probably still won't pay up for Sanchez. Probably two home runs. Make me mad. Um, Pittsburgh at St. Louis, eight and a half total. Joe Musgrove, Michael Waka, Waka one forty three favorite. Uh, do you have any interest here in Musgrove? A little bit. A little bit. Um, you know, I, I feel like Musgrove's been serviceable this year. Uh, I think on this slate, you know, depending on how you want to approach your bills, 
Uh, I, I think he can get away with Musgrove. The bottom line is he's 7,300. Now, he just kind of got pummeled, uh, you know, the the last start here. I mean, just destroyed by Oakland. But but I still think he's got a little bit of upside this price. So at 7,300, going to face a fair amount of righties. Uh, I, I don't mind playing Musgrove here. Uh, you know, 4.10 X trip K rates around 20%. Um, on this slate, that may be enough. If you look at what he's doing, the right, he's hard hit rate at 36%, ground bar rate at 47. Uh, and he's K, you know, the K percentage to right is at 22.6. And more importantly, the ISO, average ISO rather, is at 0.067. So it really looks good here, uh, against righties. And this team is going to be pretty right handed heavy. So I, I don't mind Musgrove. He'll for sure be in consideration for SP2. Yeah, and, you know, you, you brought up, like, this season stats, but even if we go back to look at the beginning of last season, he's been a lot better against righties than lefties. The strikeout rate much better. You know, hard hit rate is always a, an issue with Musgrove um, just in general, but very right-handed heavy lineup. Um, I don't have issues with Musgrove, but like you said, it's more of a price thing. Um, yeah, that's it. I... Do like Matt Carpenter? I think it's an excellent spot for Ooh. Matt Carpenter. Um, where Musgrove does struggle is lefties. Um, it's a good spot for Matt Carpenter, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you 100%, man. And and the price is fair. He's 4K. I pay that any day, every day for him uh, against righties or lefties. So, uh, yeah, I, I like that price a lot. I, I think that's fair, and I, I think he'll do some damage. Another guy, this is a guy i kind of been talking about. Colton Wong has been good this year, um, so I don't mind throwing him in as well. Uh, if if I wasn't, you know, let's say I, I'm not thinking about playing Musgrove, you know, maybe I get Carpenter and Wong, and then maybe I throw in a Goldie and Ozuna, guys that just have upside. Uh, on this slate, I think that's going to be, 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 be a good look to look at guys that have upside, uh, even in somewhat not the best spots just because the best spot is the New York-Seattle game, but it's going to have massive ownership. And you got to find some way to differentiate. And I think, you know, guys that have power bats uh, in, in St. Louis is one way to do it. Yeah, St. Louis, you know, Goldschmidt's really cheap. Uh, I know he only has six hits over his last 10 games, and that's super concerning. But 4,300, when Ozuna is 53 and DeJong is 56, like we're getting really good discounts on Carpenter and Goldschmidt. So, yeah. um I have zero issues playing either one of those guys. Just it's just a price play. You know, we we've talked about it so much with basketball. Baseball can be a price. You know, you get these guys priced down, and like the like Goldschmidt is super talented. Like he's gonna get out of this funk, and uh, I'm perfectly okay playing him. Um, we didn't even really talk about Michael Walker. We kind of just skipped. I, that was my bad. I, I kind of skipped from Joe Musgrove to the St. Louis Bats. Um, Let's talk Waka really quick. Uh, thoughts here on Michael Waka? Man, I, I, I just don't think I want to play him. The X ship is up. Um, he's, he's been getting hit a little bit. I mean, essentially, if you look at the numbers, it almost feels like him and Musgrove are about the same pitcher. But the problem is he's given up the runs a, a lot more this season. So, um, you know, while I'm not as afraid of, of Pittsburgh – I mean, this team This team has some guys that are going to hit. So Marte's going to hit. Polanco's going to hit. Josh Bell is going to hit. Uh, I faded Colin Moran today on an early slate. Played him last night. Of course, he hits a home run today. There's a pinch uh, hit home run. 
He yeah. Didn't miss anything. No, 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 no. But but what I'm saying is he hit one today. Oh, I, I, trust me, I I yeah. feel you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just glad when he did it, he didn't have any ownership. All right, well, <laughs> Josh Bell was Josh Bell was one of the reasons that I had a really good early slate. He's he's mashing the baseball, and I know it's a tougher matchup against Waka, but. 4,400 for Josh Bell um, is very, very fair. Yeah. Yeah, man. Listen, I kind of got on the Josh Bell trade about two weeks ago. Like, I realized he was hitting really well. And at that time, he wasn't even really hitting home runs. It was more singles, doubles. But I said, man, he, you know, he's seeing the ball really well. And lo and behold, now he's starting to send him out of the park. So uh, not, not guaranteeing a home run today by any means. But, yeah, he, he, he's definitely in play. Dude, all of the Pittsburgh Pirates are cheap. I know Waka has been decent, but Marte's 42, Polanco's 37, Frazier's 34. Uh, we talked about Bell being 44. Like, yeah. And Savelli will be back today as well. Man, Colin Moran's 3K. Brian Reynolds is 3,100. I can already tell you, like, looking at these prices, I'm going to be overweight on Pittsburgh on this slate. You know, filling in stacks with Pittsburgh is going to be a thing for me today. Savelli, yeah. 2,700. That's your... That's got to be a cheap catcher. <laughs> you already know who my catcher is for cash games, Will. <laughs> Just got to be. <laughs> All Pirates cheap. Making sure I made a note of that. I did not realize there were that. Like, I don't look at pricing until we do the podcast. I don't do I, – I do my research with numbers instead of pricing. But, wow, wow, wow. Um, Texas Houston. Mike Miner, Wade Miley. Um, nine total, which I think is a little high for what it's worth. And uh, Miley's a 175 favorite, which I think is a little high for what it's worth. Well, we look at Mike Miner's season, and it's been phenomenal. Um, and I said last time, I don't know if it was you that I was doing the podcast with when Miner pitched, and it was the Toronto game. I was going to do a deep dive on Mike Miner. Yes, and it was, me. it was definitely me. I'll never forget deep dive Mike Miner day. I think I actually even talked to you the next day. About deep dive on Mike Miner. Yeah, and like <laughs> nothing stands out. It's so odd. Like velocity and trends and stuff, everything is like the same. Um, and I don't know if it's just he's gotten better. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, I don't know what to think of this, but everything that I've read and I've watched with him, it just looks it looks legit like his velocity's upticked a little bit and he's getting a little bit more movement on his pitches um but that's it and like movement obviously makes a huge difference but i i think he's interesting for tournaments like i when we look at this slate you know rich hill's going to be popular i guess he's going to be popular patrick corbin's probably going to be popular but I don't know how much ownership Mike Miner's going to get. And when like, I'm just looking for upside, like Mike Miner is a guy that's shown us ton of upside this season. I'm not saying that I won't like throw out a Houston head stack here, which if I play minor, I will certainly do that. But he put up 29.6 against this team earlier this season. Like the upside's there. It is definitely there. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not so fast. I will not be touching Mike Miner uh, today. Uh, I, I, I think I've got more interest in Houston, especially, especially if everybody's afraid to attack Mike Miner. He's been good. Like, like he's absolutely been good, man. Like, 
like you said, it's nothing. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the trends. I'm looking at the season stats. Uh, the K rate is up the past 30 days by 3.9%. Might as well say 4%. Uh, ISO is down, you know, minimal. These things are minimal. Swinging strike rate is up 2% to 129 Uh, You know, the poor hits are up, you know, 5.1%. You know, getting balls on the ground, balls with, with you know, uh, soft contact, inducing soft contact. Uh, the hit, the, the average air distance is down. The hit distance is down. Uh, it, it's just everything looks good, but I still trust Houston at home. And if if they happen now, if Houston's high owned, no way I'll play them. But if we're thinking, you know, maybe they get lower ownership because everybody's on Seattle, New York. Maybe everybody is liking Mike Miner. Uh, I'll, I'll for sure uh, stack Houston. If not, you know. I still think I'll fade Meyer in this spot, especially on one pitcher sites. Yeah, and like when I was looking at it the other day, like he's throwing his slider a little bit less, he's throwing his fastball a little bit less, and he's kind of bumped up the change in the curveball. And the only thing that like I can think of, um, and I, I played him in his last start after doing all this research on him and stuff, but like the only thing that I could think of is like whoever's catching or whoever's calling the pitches. I don't know if there's been a change in, in, in who's ever calling the pitches for Texas. They're just mixing the pitches up more and he's just keeping guys like way off balance. Um, so um, I like minor here. I do. Um, but I also like Wade Miley. Like, listen, we go ahead. Go we ahead. like, we like lefties against Texas and, <laughs> I did a deep dive on Wade Miley last year when he started pitching well, and it's all cutter related. It's all cutter related. Yeah, that's exactly, and, and like that was easy to find out. Like what's different with him? Um, and when you look at the numbers against cutters for this team, there's just not a lot of sample size. Um, so it's really tough to say. But there's a lot of ground balls. So I don't hate Wade Miley. Sixty-eight hundred. If I'm looking at maybe stacking like a Yankees or something. Looking at stack in Seattle, where a team that I gotta really pay up to get the full stack, yeah. Wade Miley becomes in play for me. Yeah, you know what, Stevie? Here's the crazy part, though. Uh, just because you know, I, I watched Miley pitch in that game against uh, the Indians. I, I watched him pitch that game. I think that's the only one I've seen him pitch this year. And he's pretty much he's going cutter, got almost every pitch. You know, and he's he's just putting it in different locations across the plate. So he'll run it. He'll he'll he's going to run the righties inside, and the lefties is running away. And what I discovered is if managers were smart, okay. So first of all, let me rephrase that. Managers are smart, okay. But sometimes because they've got players, they've got to play them. Really, it's the lefties that are going to get to them. So so it's it's your guys like Shinsu Chu, it's Mazar, it's Gallo, it's Odor. Like those are the guys. That could cause him problems. I would really load up on the lefties in this spot. If, if you if you're thinking that Molly could somehow have an implosion, um, the lefties would be the guys that I look at, man, because uh, he, he's murdering the righties, like just destroying the righties. But the lefties, you know, they they have a chance to to, to put a barrel on the ball because it's running away from them. And so those are the guys I'm going to look at, man. You know, especially when I saw that start and saw how things were going. Uh, that's just kind of something I penciled in. So I really like some of the lefties here. But but I'm with you. I still think Miley's in play for the price, especially, like you said, if you want to get in 
of the big bats. I mean, he's uh, he's 6,800. I play him over Mike Leake for sure. But I would also play Musgrove over him, which is kind of why, you know, it kind of leaves him in no man's land for me. Um, Yeah, like the bats for me as far as Texas goes, I always like Joey Gallo. It doesn't matter who's pitching. Um, Joey yeah. Gallo is always super interesting for me. Hit a, a bomb today. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, and the other guy that kind of stands out to me, never thought I'd say this ever again, is Hunter Pence. Um, I don't know what. He raked two games ago. He's like eating his Wheaties or something this year, but like he's just not walking and he's putting the ball in play a ton. I do like him more against fly ball pitchers, so I'm kind of concerned about him facing a ground ball guy here. I know what happened, Stevie. I I, I know exactly what's going on with Hunter Pence. This is cutting edge stuff. Are you ready for this? I'm listening. He got out of San Francisco. Like, like I'm laughing. I'm dead serious. Like, th- I think I think this is a, a part of it. He got out of San Francisco, or or he just got healthy. Like, well, I, that, yeah, that, I, yeah, 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 for sure. So, for sure, he's hitting three forty four this season. Like, it's not a hoax so far. But um, Houston bats, I approach them as a stack here. Uh, again, I do think Mike Miner is really interesting. But if I'm playing Houston, it's a stack. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. We should. We don't have to name them out. All the big bats uh, and all the little bats at the bottom. <laughs> Excuse me. Had a little hiccup there. Just stack these guys up if you're going to play them because they should put, They should pile up some runs if they score. Yep. Zero issues. Like Tyler White, Gary L. You can get some exposure to the bottom. Bregman, all those guys. Atlanta at Arizona. Sorica against Luke Weaver. Eight total. Um Sorica is a favorite in this game, and um, Vegas got this one right. This kid is super legit. I'm a Thank huge... you, Braves. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm uh, just – I'll tell you right uh, now, like, the only thing that concerns me about this game is the roof being open, um, and it is supposed to be open for this game. Sorica's legit. He's super legit. Um, he's probably my favorite pitcher on the slate. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I absolutely love this spot. I know Arizona is a good offense, and they could beat him. Beat him beat him. That's how I feel. Go out and beat him because I'm seeing him pitch against teams where he's just, he's legit. His stuff is so good. And, you know, stuff being good doesn't always translate to numbers, but his stuff is super legit. Yeah, man. Listen, I I know I keep talking about this team, but I am really ecstatic. Like as a fan that we're just playing some young pitching, like I'm excited about it. I think this is what we need to move the organization forward. I'm actually hoping that I can go to Atlanta and catch a whole series this year. Like, you know, try to watch them all at, at one clip. Um, that, that's going to be really exciting for me. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I like Soroka here. I, I think he's I think he's going to be fine. Uh, his first start, uh, major start of the season, was against Arizona. Put up 16 fantasy points that game. That was his first one. But, I mean, if you look at the season numbers, 26% K rate, 3 point. 2-8 XFIP, uh, if you look at the past two seasons combined, the only thing that's gone up this season is the K rate. The XFIP is 3.57 between the past two seasons so far. Had a few starts last year, so I like him a lot. I'm not going to do, you know, try, try to harp on it too much. The guy's just, he's in play. He's been pitching well. Uh, I, I think he's in a groove, and uh, I say we play him. 
Yeah, and like his sinker, you know, you can compare it to other sinkers, but it has some serious movement, man. And like the only guy that kind of concerns me is Peralta. And okay, that's their best hitter. So, um, Luke Weaver on the other side, uh, you know, talk about guys that have looked better. Three point four seven xFIP, strikeout rate around twenty seven point seven percent. Big time Cardinals prospect that you know obviously was involved in the Goldschmidt trade. Mm-hmm. Do we have interest here in Luke Weaver? Not today. Not to, and only only listen. This is my recent trends. Play of the day. I'm, I'm not playing. It's not because he's playing the Braves, people. Uh, past two starts, looks like the hard hit is back up again now. Kind of looking like how he was at the beginning of the season when he was getting beat up a little bit. Average exit velocity at 93 miles an hour. Fly ball rate at 46%. Even more importantly, the line drive rate is at about 20%. Uh, hard hit percentage at 46%. Uh, you know, so his average distance is up about 25 feet now. Hard hit rate is up 6%. Uh, I just, while I know he's been pitching a lot better, he's been a lot better. The recent trend suggests to me that he could he could unravel in the start. Uh, and then you couple that with the Braves with, you know, a fairly low strikeout team. I like Weaver, but I just don't think today is the day I, I'm going to be playing some Braves. I hear you. Um, he's not my favorite today. I, I don't mind the tournament upside, but he's not my favorite. And I hate looking at just one season. And I, I say, like, at this time, like, when we get to the halfway point, I feel like we're starting to get really, you know, in. But, like, when a guy's only had, like, four or five starts, if he's had one bad start, his stats are going to be, like, super, super, like, inconsistent. Yeah, we get we get like fifteen, you know, we get like twelve to fifteen starts in this season. We're starting to see what this guy's doing. But since the start of last season, the dude just gives up a ton of hard contact, and there's a ton of power bats for the Braves. Um, just a ton of good hitters: um, Albie's, Donaldson, Freeman, Acuna, um, and, and like Donaldson. You know, we keep talking about it, but like the dude is healthy. His hard hit rate is through the roof. His exit velocity is through the roof. So. I'm gonna pass a Weaver, and the guys that I like are the the four guys that I mentioned for the Braves. Yeah, I'm I'm with you 100%, man. I uh, love this team. Uh, we'll we'll see how the lineup comes out because maybe Camargo will play. You know, I, I'm not sure. Sometimes they sprinkle him in. Uh, I, I don't think they're gonna sprinkle in Matt Joyce, but I don't know. Maybe they play Joyce here. We'll see. But the bottom line is the main bats: Albie's, Donaldson, Freeman, Acuna, Mark. I even like Nick Markakis. Uh, he's a guy, Stevie, I know, I, I think I kind of heard you and Bobby talking about it, maybe on one pod, about uh, how you 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 play Markakis, he gets a zero, you fade him, he gets a home run. I just tend to include him in my Atlanta stacks almost every time I, I play them, but just because for some reason he just tends to kind of tee off whenever I play him. Uh, and I know that's terrible analysis, but the bottom line is I don't – I'm just not going to exclude him out of my stack. So he's a guy I'll be looking at as long as the price fits my build. Yeah, um, I hear you. It was me and Dean on a live show the other day. Yeah, Dean, that's what, okay, okay. Absolutely yeah. tilting. I hate playing Mark Akis, but I hate fading him too. Uh, as yeah. far as the Arizona bats go, really the only guy that I have interest here is in, in, in Peralta, but I don't even have a lot of interest in him. Yeah, I mean, Peralta's okay. I, Obviously, he could give up a solo shot. I think Eduardo Escobar is interesting too. Like, like I really do. Um, but overall, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'll be playing any of these guys. 
Uh, moving on, last game on the slate, Washington at L.A. taking on the Dodgers, 7.5 total. Corbin against Rich Hill. Um, Hill, a 137 favorite. Well, I know you like recent trends. Um, Corbin's been struggling a little bit. But, like, if we think back, like, realistically, if we look back to the two starts this season that Corbin has absolutely dominated, it was against the Giants and the Pirates, two of the worst teams in baseball against left-handed pitching this season. Outside of that, it's not like he's had a ton of upside. You know, he always is a guy that has strikeout upside. But, like, I'm super concerned because of the walks. He's had seven walks over his last two starts. And when I start seeing that kind of stuff, it, to me, is like I'm struggling with something. I'm not getting something. Maybe it was the umpires. I don't have interest in Corbin here. I could see how he could pitch well in this game. But Josh Turner starting to warm up and – I'm just I'm gonna pass here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I get it, man. I, I do still think he's the tournament play. Like, if you look at this slate, I mean, so I, I'm gonna use FanDuel this time just because it's like a one pitcher site. So you've got Soroka at 9,800, Mike Miner at 93, Corbin at 9K, Weaver at 8,800. So I, I think Corbin will get lost in the shuffle here. Um, so I've got interest in tournaments for sure. However, he's playing the Dodgers today, which really diminishes my interest. Like he's always a guy I have interest in because I feel like he's just not popular. People don't like to play him. Uh, they only play him when it's like a, you know, a slate where it's hardly any, any good pitching today. You got some pitching. So I have interest, but it's so minimal because it's against the Dodgers. So, uh, I'd probably not play him on this slate, probably play Soroka on DK at 9K and then pair him with, with the uh, Musgrove or Miley. Fair enough. Um, I just – I don't really like Corbin today. I can understand why you play him. I just um, – Rich Hill on the other side of this game, you know, Washington, missing a lot of key pieces in this offense, but they are very right-handed heavy right now. Um, Rich Hill – since the start of last season, his strikeout rate is higher. He's he's kind of a reverse splits pitcher as far as strikeouts go. Um, you know, and a lot of that has to do with his curveball. Do we have interest here in Rich Hill? Man, I think on this slate, I think you have to have some interest. Like I don't I, I so out of this what, what I would consider the top group of group of pitchers, Hill, Minor, Corbin, Soroka, I, I think I think you need to consider all four of them legitimately. And then start weeding them out kind of as you go through your process. So, and I said that because I think you need to have some interest in Rich Hill on this slate. Um, whether you end up on him or not, I think as you start your process, like we're starting ours, I think you start out for sure with interest in Rich Hill. Yep. Um, Washington bats. Anthony Rendon against the lefty has been a thing for years. Um, don't mind him. Robles has been really good against lefties. Those would be the two guys that I'd be looking at um, from Washington. Yeah, and R Robles has been pretty good this year. Uh, Howie Kendrick has been hitting well uh, this year uh, also. And then Yan Gomes uh, on, on the season looks really good. Now, if, you know, if you look at the past two seasons, obviously it's going to change drastically. But but this season, you know, the power numbers have been there, along with a lot of other guys. You know, I, I know we've got this ball juice thing out there, and obviously something's going on because there have been a lot of home runs and grand slams here recently. 
And when Jan Gomes has a 273 ISO and a 571 Woba, 18% K rate, 25% walk rate, he, he just looks good, man, uh, on, on paper. So I, I think I think Jan Gomes is in play for me. Uh, he's another what, what I would consider, you know, a fairly cheap catcher uh, that we can get out there. He's 2,900. So, I mean, another cheap catcher to throw in the mix. You know, I like me some cheap catchers. Um, as far as the Dodgers go, you know, Turner, another home run on Wednesday. He's super hot right now, starting to warm up, right? You know, we get into May, and Justin Turner starts hitting home runs. Um, him, Kiki Hernandez are the two favorite plays here for me. I don't mind Bellinger. It's just his upside. Yes, he's been hitting left-handed pitching this season, but his upside, he's so expensive, Will. Like, he's just – it's so hard to play Bellinger at this price. Man, yeah, and I played I played Bellinger today, and uh, I'm not I'm not sure what he did because you know I haven't obviously we're on the pod. Not he didn't checked. do much. Okay, okay, so he didn't do much, and and look, he came off a shoulder injury, so maybe that's contributing a little bit. Uh, so you know, but I, I'll just leave it at that. He is expensive, but as a result of the high price tag, fifty seven hundred, you got to think he's not going to get any ownership. I think if you decide to stack Dodgers, let's say you're playing four or five teams, I think you find a way to get him on one or two if you're playing on stacking some Dodgers. And uh, that's just the way I'd approach it with him. Uh, but like you said, I mean, Kiki hit a home run today. He's 3,800. Chris Taylor's 3,500. Uh, Turner's 4,200. Uh, you know, uh, Muncy's 4,200. Maybe he'll play a little bit. We'll see. They'll probably play David Freeze. Maybe he's 33, but he'll get pinch hit for so, you know, they, they've got some guys, man, that, that, that can make this stack affordable. So uh, I, I like the Dodgers. Um, I do like Corbin as well. Uh, but like I said, it, the interest is diminished because of the Dodgers. I, I think, you know, on this slate, you definitely get you some Dodgers exposure. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. We're going to use the main slates. Um, give me your guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Whoo! This is a good one. I All think four I'm of them. <laughs> I think I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm, I'm going to go off the board here. Someone that you probably wouldn't expect. My mind is telling me must grow, but my heart is actually telling me Wade Miley today. I do like the lefties, but I, I think Wade Miley could get six strikeouts in five innings. So let, let's go with Wade Miley. Oh, uh, you took my guy. So I was going to take two. Um... <laughs> I'm going to take Musgrove just because he's facing all those righties. Um, I don't feel great about it, but that's kind of what I'm left with since Will took away Miley from me. Um, this was a little tougher today. Give me a guy over 8K that's not going to score 15. Oh, I mean, I've got one guy or two. I've got – well, I've got one, and it's probably the same guy. You're Well, you, you could take – I think I know who you're going to take. I'm going to take Jay Happ. I, I don't think he makes it to 15 today. All right. Um, I'm going to take Corbin. Yeah, I, I figured that's who you were going to take. I was going to take Hap, but you took Hap, so I'm going to take Corbin. <laughs> um, um, over 4K to hit a home run today, who do you got? Oh, man. This is good. Give me free money, Freddie. All right. I'm going to take Luke Voigt. I think he's my favorite hitter on the slate. Um I got gotcha. you. I just I love the spot for him. Man, you kind of got me excited here. I'm wondering if I can pull off a Braves Yankee stack. I'm gonna look into that. 
I'm trying to. I, I've been messing around with a Seattle, um, New York stack with Sorica yeah. and Fanduel. I can't make it work. I got you. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Under 4K, two hits. Uh, if if he plays, okay. If if he plays, give me give me Talkman. I'm going to the bottom of the lineup here. I like Talkman against Leak. I like that low K guy. Um, I'm going to take Ryan Healy. I like it. I like it. And a good price on him today, too. My goodness. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Uh, Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves. I'm, I'm, I'm pounding the chop one sign today. Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Seattle. I think Hap, I think Hap's going to struggle here. Um, I'm going to load up on some Seattle bets. Yeah. Yankees were too easy. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Will. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Hope your sweat goes well. Good luck in your contest, everybody, and we'll see you then.